morning and welcome. It's that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour. We've survived another week. Happy Friday, September the 8th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I hope you guys are going to have a great weekend because there's a lot of people in this country that are not the largest evacuation. I read this, I guess, in history for the United States. I don't think I'm overstating that. I mean, pretty much, if you live in Florida, yeah, you probably want to get out. Uh, that's what's going on today. The And then there was this earthquake in Mexico. The They said that it's one of the most powerful to ever hit Mexico. That happened uh, this morning. And I'm just like, what is going on? Can't they control this stuff? I thought they can control the weather. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe the North, maybe the North Koreans are controlling the weather in the wrong direction for us. I don't know, but it has been a crazy week. Our toll-free number eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We hit another high for the year in gold. Uh, it's off the highs right now, but just you know, put in perspective, gold got all the way to thirteen hundred and sixty dollars. Uh, this morning, uh, right now, uh, gold's up about two and a half dollars, thirteen fifty-two on the December contract. Uh, silver is higher as well. Uh, silver actually got over eighteen and a quarter uh, earlier this morning. The dollar again was at the focal point. We've hit a new low for the year on the dollar. Matter of fact, we're now at multi-year lows on the dollar. The dollar got all the way to 91, uh, where it, it it bounced a little bit, but now it's falling back again. Listen, it's not going to stop there. You know, we've been talking about and need, the need to pay attention now to what is happening, and, and, and really, there's a, lot, a culmination of a lot of things. Right. The most important one is the fact that the Federal Reserve has at least admitted that one of their economic models is broken. The I would say, outside of Janet Yellen, the next foremost academic, Stanley Fisher, resigns. Uh, he'll be leaving his post next month. Uh, all kinds of speculation about whether or not Janet Yellen is going to be back. Uh, but the the biggest take out of it all is all of the stuff that they thought as far as uh, how healthy the American consumer was going to be is wrong. And this is what you really need to be paying attention to. I know we got Irma coming. And, I mean, you think about how unlucky. Of all the way, I mean, it, it ends up, you know, we're waiting and waiting and waiting, you know, Normally they they tell you, hey, this is where it's going to be, uh, you know, four, five, six, seven days out, and and this time they they waited and waited. And finally, late, I, I think it was last night sometime. They're like, okay, this thing's going right at Miami. It's going to go right up the I ninety five and and get every part of four. I don't think any part of Florida is going to be left out. And and now you start thinking about what we had with with Harvey now with Irma. The, the insurance companies are probably going to be reporting. I don't know. Somebody said that they just won't report any profits after these two storms. And, and you know, you talk about between the two of them, 
somewhere, I think the low side would be like $300 billion in insured losses. Let's not even talk about the uninsured losses. Uh, could be as high as $400 billion, and they're just not going to have any profit? I mean, you know, we haven't had a major uh, hurricane in like 10 years. And uh, I don't know, I, I would have thought there would at least be losses of some kind. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, who knows how it all works, and I'm sure they get to write it all off and all of those things. Uh, I, I don't know if all of you or anybody who's ever had credit. Okay, so if you're like, if you got little ones, they're not affected. If you're one of those people who's never applied for a credit card or any or gone into debt, you're not affected. But everybody else, you, we've all been hacked. I don't know if you saw it, but Equifax, one hundred and forty-three million. And they got everything. They got social security numbers, addresses, birth dates, driver license numbers, credit card numbers. Incredible, right? Here's a company that's supposed to be in charge of, you know, protecting the the well-being of your credit score. And, And they got everything? I mean... I don't know how they did it, but I I do know that if you have that kind of information, that you would put it all in different places. Now, did they go and get all of the different places? I, I don't know. Again, I don't know what the hackers did, but it almost seems like to me they had all this stuff in one place, and they just took it all out. Uh, but everybody start checking your credit card statements and start looking at your credit scores because, wow, I mean, if that's got to be close to everybody that's got credit. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe, uh, maybe there's 50 million or, or so of us out there that were lucky enough to not be affected by it. But, yeah, 143 million people now have all of their information Uh, at the hands of the hackers. Uh, Man, you think about this electronic currency, right? I mean, this is what they want to go to. And and all the things and all the havoc that can be played out. You better have something else set aside, and that's where we come in. Uh, Gold and silver, 800-951-0592. We'll be right back after the break. Don't touch that dot. Patriot Radio News Hour, allamericangold.com. Make sure you make it part of your favorites. I'll have a new blog up next week. Make sure you you look out for that. Uh, I just love the timing of this last one. You know, you think about uh, the government's jobs report, right? The, finally, a little sanity of, okay, yeah, you caught us. We're not really creating 50,000 waitresses and bartenders every month. Uh, that that number came in way less than expected last week. Then we talked about wage growth. Uh, the unit labor cost for the second quarter is now in. And and remember, they're still trying to tell you, hey, you, I, well, you're still earning a little more. You know, it's not a lot, but you know, it's a little bit. 
over the last three quarters. And again, I'm just gonna I'm gonna reiterate this to you one more time. I deal with factual numbers. Okay, that's all I deal with. I don't like to get involved in the survey stuff. I'll tell you about them, but I, you know, it's not what I deal with because I think they're worthless. Right? I don't believe that you can manage a country like the United States through economic theory. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because well, I'll give you a great example. Economic theory doesn't calculate hurricanes. Economic theory doesn't take into consideration the entire Northwest and, and really from California to Oregon to Washington to Montana is on fire right now. You know, I haven't even talked about that. But they come out with all of these these things that are, everything they, they produce, whether it's a government report, a Federal Reserve report, whatever it may be, all adjusted for some, you know, whatever economic reasoning, right? For some economic modeling reasoning. Because they they want to, as they like to call it, smooth it out. Let me smooth it out for you. In the last three quarters. So if you go back to, to October, November, and December of 2016, and you take the first six months of 2017, despite the rising of the minimum wage in a lot of states, you're actually earning less. When you add it all up, America's earning less. Q2 saw labor costs decline by two-tenths of a percent year-over-year. It's the second year-over-year drop in the last three quarters. And when you start looking at exactly what I've been telling you, forget about the adjustments, forget about economic theory. When you simply look at the facts, it's actually getting worse. We are in more debt than ever before. If you go out to our website today, you'll see it. Auto loan, auto loans now hit a new all-time record high. Last week we brought credit card debt hit a new all-time record high. Student loan debt hit a new all-time record high. And, oh, wait a minute. We're actually making less money. And I keep trying to ask, how do you really think this is all going to work? Now you've got the president coming out yesterday. Hey, let's just get rid of the debt ceiling. Right? Ah, let's, we don't, you know, it's not good. We're not paying it off, so let's just get rid of it. Right? We're, we're, it's not, we're not even concerned about it. We, we don't even talk about balanced budgets anymore. And it was so funny because it got me thinking about, remember the money supply? It's for those of you, especially those of you in Colorado that have been listening to us for over 20 years. Eric stopped in yesterday, and we, we were having lunch together. And like I say, still, there's a 60-40 chance he could be on the air next week. 
the we started talking about this and i said to him i said it really reminds me of when i first started here and eric and i and my father-in-law jim remember jim right we were all working here together robbie was still here for a little bit and that was one of the reports gold used to trade off of the money supply report and they would make a big deal i mean when the money supply was coming out you do the day that came out that eric and jim or what they were going to be talking about it. how much money out of thin air did they make up this month and that went away right they said ah you know what we're not going to stop printing money out of thin air so let's just get get rid of the report and now you can't, you know, you need five different experts to be able to go into 14 different reports to try to put a guesstimate together of what the money supply is anymore. And nobody cares. No, and Wall Street acts like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, who cares? You know, the reality is, is we should all care. Right? Because the reason why all of us aren't making any money is because we're drowning in it. It's not worth anything. And now they're talking about doing the exact same thing with the debt. Ah, let's just stop reporting. <laughs> it's brilliant. Hey, if we just stop doing it, maybe they'll just stop worrying about it. Right? We look bad, right? It gets on the news, and we don't want that, so let's just stop reporting it altogether. Let's not even have a debt ceiling. And it just gives you a very clear indication of how broken these things are. These things were that they were vitally important. Remember when GDP used to be important? Right now they act like it's not. Right? The money supply used to be important. Apparently it's not. Right now they're trying to say, well the debt's not that important. Right? And all the things that aren't that important, isn't it ironic that the things that aren't that important are the things that aren't going the way their economic models said they were supposed to? Right? Isn't it, isn't it interesting that all of the baby boomers, as they've hit retirement, not only do we not have the money to pay for them, right? The money they, they started collecting from us back in the 80s, not only do they not have that, now nobody can go and buy a CD or a treasury bond and live off the interest. Remember that that little chestnut. And here's the funny thing. Well, they're giving it to us. Right? Well, we're taking it. Right? They're trying to, oh, yeah, Wall Street's their all-time high. And the answer really is simple because, hey, we're at all-time highs because they're just printing the money like crazy. Right? We're just not giving it to you. Right? It's not for you. It, it, it's for the system. It's for us. And you start to, to think about what this really means. They warned us for decades about you cannot have economic policy like this. You can't have central banks blowing up their balance sheets. You can't have central banks printing money like mad by the trillions. 
You can't remember when you weren't supposed to have the national debt be more than three percent of GDP. I know if it got over that and stayed over that, how horrific it was going to be. Do you remember those things? Do you all of a sudden think that the laws of physics are going to cease to exist? And they know exactly what it is that they've been doing. And now they're all kind of stuck now, right? The Federal Reserve's stuck. And they've kind of had to be, well, you know, this economic belt, they're all broken. And they're the ones that broke them. And the realities are, we'll be the ones that are left holding the bag. Don't, don't minimize. What show? I don't know if it was yesterday, maybe in the day before, when we talked about what the ECB was doing because they tend to be the leader. They're in they're in more trouble than we are. Well, I shouldn't even say that. You know what? We're in equal trouble, right? The euro. You know, remember how they've talked about the euro over the last, even really since its inception, back in the late nineties. They all said. Hey, this currency is not going to be around that that long, right? And remember here, it was the remember the Amero, right? And we all kind of thought, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? We'll get Canada and Mexico and us, and 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 we'll have our own kind of quasi version of the euro and. And then as this thing got out of control, and the thing that I'm talking about, the money supply, got out of control. Debt creation, Federal Reserve blowing up balance sheets, taking interest rates to a place where they told us for hundreds of years that they could never be at, and then leaving them there. And how the horrible effects and and now they're going to pretend that these effects aren't coming oh they're coming and you sit there and you start to think about all of a sudden those weren't big enough the Amero wasn't big enough the Euro wasn't big enough and what I mean by big enough is the 18 or 19 trillion dollar United States GDP you throw in Mexico and maybe you get the 25 trillion maybe that ain't good enough it's not enough not enough money there right there's not enough money in all of the year I don't even know if there's yours they got everybody in there now and it's not big enough and the thing is is they know hey listen we're all ro- they're all rowing in the same boat and they're going to come out with this new electronic currency because, you know what, just think about how much better it's going to be. Right? And this is what they're going to tell us because when it gets bad enough, right, how did they get the gold out of the hands of the citizenry in the 30s? Right? They pitched it as the solution. And they're going to pitch getting rid of the of cash and of the dollar as the solution. And 
because they're taking all of these incremental steps to get there. The nice part is, though, remember we always used to talk about, how, hey, you'd have 10,000 Federal Reserve notes, right? And then it'd be worth $1,000 in the new money, right? Remember those? We used to talk about it all the time. Now, they figured out a way to say, hey, you know what? We can just still tell them they have $10,000, right, or 10,000 electronic credits. We don't have to change that. We don't have to reset the mortgages. You know, if you're paying, uh, you know, $5,000 a month and change it to 500 really, they'd probably change it to, what, seven or $800, you know, always a little inflation in that stuff. Now, they can just change what it actually buys without resetting what's in your bank account. And they think that's going to be brilliant. Right? By the time you notice what happened, it'll be too late anyway. This is why you want to have something that is a hedge against it all. Protection against the endless printing of debt and money. Patriot Radio News Hour, halftime on a Friday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Try, try again is the modus operandi of anti-Trump liberals as they refuse to take no as an answer from the Supreme Court. The high court implicitly but thoroughly rejected the liberal theory that Trump's temporary travel ban was unconstitutional because he supposedly campaigned with some anti-Muslim rhetoric. Judges Derek Watson and William Oreck picked up where they left off before the Supreme Court so rudely intervened. Both federal district judges essentially ignored the court's unanimous ruling that lower courts had gone too far in tying the president's hands. Judge Derek Watson was initially reluctant to reinterpret the Supreme Court ruling, but on July 7th, the overwhelmingly liberal Ninth Circuit egged him on with an order of its own. That appellate court declared that although the district court may not have authority to clarify an order of the Supreme Court, it does possess the ability to interpret and enforce the Supreme Court's order. And interpret it, Derek certainly did. Meanwhile, back in San Francisco, Judge William Oreck had issued a temporary injunction in April that blocked President Trump from withholding any federal funding from sanctuary cities that harbor and protect illegal aliens, even those who commit horrible crimes. San Francisco's insistence on being a sanctuary city has resulted in murders increasing 55% and rapes skyrocketing 370% between 2011 and 2015. A day before Judge Watson ruled against President Trump's travel ban, Judge Oreck heard oral arguments about the need to lift his preliminary injunction against Trump's executive order cutting off funding for sanctuary cities. Speaking from his bench, Judge Oreck indicated that he was going to keep his ruling in place, continuing to block Trump's much-needed action. Attorney General Jeff Sessions explained to law enforcement officials gathered in Las Vegas that too often local officials interfere with attempts by federal immigration agents to detain and deport dangerous illegal aliens. President Trump is appealing this recent ruling against his temporary travel ban back to the Supreme Court.
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped, or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Connect with us at phyllisschlafly.com to hear alerts on rulings made by never-elected supremacist judges and to share your viewpoint. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody that's been affected by, uh, whether it's Harvey uh, in Texas, now Irma coming to Florida. I hope all of you uh, are safe and are able to take all the necessary precautions. And uh, let's, you know what, let's hope that it's not as bad as it sure looks sure looks like it's going to be a big one. Uh, let's hope for the best, but you always have to be prepared. And start really putting it together. Think about all the things we just talked about. Right? Remember, the money supply used to be a big deal. Now they, now they act, oh, forget that. I know we said it was, but now it's not. Right? If you were over the age of 55, you weren't supposed to be in the stock market. You darn sure weren't supposed to be speculating on housing either. Right? You were supposed to be buying a CD. It quote-unquote, living off the interest. Right? Because all of you were supposed to be millionaires. And now they act like that doesn't matter. The dollar has fallen almost 10% this year, and they're trying to act like that. Does. There's a, trust me, there's a reason it's happening. Because everybody's figuring it out. And, you know, they already knew. And, and I probably don't give them a, enough credit. They're way smarter than I am. They knew they didn't fix it. But they wanted to act like they did, right? Because they want you to what? Max it out. And we've done it. We've maxed it out, right? The the United States consumer never in the history of the country has been in this much debt ever before. And it makes sense (laughs) because... The country's never been in this much debt before. All the cities and all the states. You see, I don't know if you saw Hartford, Connecticut just said, hey, we're not making it to Christmas. If the state of Connecticut doesn't bail us out, we are out of money in 60 days. And really, they're out of the ability to borrow any more money. They, they've been out of money for a long time. So is is Hartford, Connecticut, going to be the next city to file bankruptcy? My guess is yes, because Connecticut doesn't have any money. And, and you you really start to think about how this is 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 coming, right? You think about okay, here comes that hurricane, right? And they talk about how it's going to make that hook, right, that right hand turn right into Florida. What we're going through economically is just like that. And the hurricane, we're in the hurricane 
right? They're trying to say that it's okay because it just hasn't quite gotten here yet. And I told you last year, the next 10 years, this is really when it gets started, right? So now we're kind of getting ready for this hook to happen. Where all of these debts become unmanageable and they start blowing up. And they start off, it's always the little ones first. Yeah, some towns in California went broke, right? Detroit went broke. And they and they try to give you this great reason as to why. Well, well you know, the, the, the auto industry collapsed or... Or well, they 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 just mismanaged their money, or or they they uh, they bought this trash incinerator in Pennsylvania that led them to ruin. There's always a reason. The problem is that's not the real reason. What do you think? All of a sudden, we're worth less. Just asking you. The work that all of us put in is worth less. And this is what's happening. And then all of a sudden, all of the things that we've worked so hard for and we've allowed the banking system to mismanage is somehow our fault. Right now, all of a sudden, right as the baby boomers are retiring, everybody all of a sudden is out of money. Right, and now Hartford gets in line, and we know that Chicago and Illinois are in line, and Kentucky's now in line, and Minnesota's in line, right? And the line just keeps getting bigger. And the hurricane is hooking. Right? We're getting ready to make the hook. All of a sudden now, right, the dollar starts falling out of bed. The president starts talking about, let's get rid of the debt. When's the last time the Republicans and the Democrats agreed on anything? And in the span of 24 hours, the Republicans and the Democrats, oh, yeah, yeah, let's get rid of that. We don't need that thing. We don't need the debt. Forget about it. And really, it's it's really just something where it's a message. It's a message to the country. We can't pay it. Even if we wanted to pay it. And we want to hide it and just get rid of it because there's nothing we can do about it. And remember, from day one, gold is just a hedge, right? It keeps you whole. They call it the store of value, the, the currency of last resort, right? It's the last guy standing. And they, they, they know that they're getting ready because the big storm's going to hit and then they're going get, to get rid of that money and come out with the new money. And the ones that have it in gold are the ones that are going to make out. It's just that simple. 
I mean, they actually, I'll give them credit. They actually write books about it. They do. World Bank presidents, IMF chief economists, Fed, former Federal Reserve chairmen and governors, they all write about it. Oh, yeah, you know, Federal Reserve, it's not going to last. The euro, it's not going to last. What do you think that means? But you think it's just going to be, oh, yeah, you know what, we found something better. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's not how it happens. It happens after what? After complete devastation. And that's exactly what's coming for all of the debt markets around the world. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 0592. I'm working on a, a special. I'm trying to get it done before we get off the air here on uh, some items that we haven't run in quite some time. Uh, I'll wait wait to see if I can get that done and, and uh, before the end of the show uh, for you to take advantage of. You know, one of the things we've talked a lot about this year, probably more than I ever remember, is silver. Right? And I'm a gold guy. Right? I think silver's yeah, silver's uh, you know, it, it's the little brother to gold. Right, we we do. I've used that analogy a thousand times. You know, gold's the responsible older brother, and silver's the volatile, you know, younger brother, and and of course that really correlates to the price and price moves. But silver for the last several months now, it's not. It's come off of its highs, but it's still. You still need over seventy four ounces of silver to get to one ounce of gold. And really, for me, of all the the price indicators of of things, that's the one I pay the most attention to. And and all of you know that I'm a uh, I'm a sixty five guy, and I say that because a lot of people are like, well, fifty to one is the historic average between gold and silver, and I and I kind of it is. But I kind of think that, you know, as we go through, the, as time goes on, that number is going to creep a little higher. And I, I think it's 65. That's just my opinion, right? Through all of my 14-plus uh, years of being here, that's where I believe equilibrium is. That's where I believe silver and gold are fairly priced relative to each other. And... Yesterday, I saw on, on you know, uh, I'm always online, I'm always researching stuff, and CNBC uh, wrote this article of how somebody just went massively long in silver options. And they actually broke down uh, the trade. And what the guy said is, and what they bet on, was in January of 2019. Okay, so that's the contract that they made the bet on. So you think about, okay, so we're at September of 2017, so a little over 
what, a, a year and a quarter, right? A year and four months from now. The bet is just for the guy to break even. And I don't know if it's a guy, a hedge fund, a mutual fund, whoever it may be. The break-even strike point would be $27. You don't make million-dollar bets to break even. Right? And this guy, you know, my guess is he's thinking, hey, silver's going to be, you know, 30, 35, 40, I don't know, maybe back to 50. But what made it interesting is they didn't say who placed the bet, but obviously it was somebody, at least in my opinion, that had some credence, because why would they report it? Right? You know, they don't report, you know, Joe Schmuckatelli making some bets. And I think that is very indicative of where and, and where things are heading and how quickly they're going to get there. You know, when you start looking at and you start putting these pieces of the puzzle together, and all of a sudden, that bet makes sense. Right? As it is, silver's already undervalued, right? Even, you know, at, because you need oh, 74 ounces to get to an ounce of gold. So at least in, you know, if you think about it in today's terms, it should probably be almost $21, right? $20.75. So I'm sure that guy's rationale is, hey, listen, I'm already, you know, I'm only $6 away from even. And people were starting to look at that, and they're like, you know what, that bet doesn't seem so crazy anymore. And and I only bring it up because you can feel the pressure starting to mount, right? And you can feel all of these people starting to what? All of these bulls that were talking about how the Fed was going to go back to interest rates were going to keep running and, and all of this great stuff, the wages were going to grow, and we've got the greatest jobs market, right? They're trying to, they tried to tell us we've had the greatest jobs market in the history of the United States. Now all of a sudden they're being real quiet. Right? And now the federal government came out and said, ah, it's not that great. Right? The Federal Reserve, not that great. Now we got re- reserve guys resigning. Now Janet Yellen, she may not be running for I don't even know if you run for it, it's an appointment by, by Trump. But when you start looking at it again, I think we're going to see and I know, and you see about, you know, today, you know, silver's 18 bucks. And just to get to even, you almost got to add another three bucks. And now they're making contract bets in January of 19 that just to break even is 27. And I just got it handed to me. I've been stalling. I, I apologize. We were stalling for time. I've got three thousand of the following three thousand these are going to be the old what i'll call the old silver eagles of their day morgan and peace dollars 
I've got 3,000 of them total. I'll break them down for you in the final segment. Patriot Radio News Hour, last segment of the week. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. As we know, for most of the year, silver premiums have been very inexpensive, and we're seeing them what march back up here as, as silver is is ramping up. And almost all year long, you've been buying, you've been able to buy silver eagles for less than Morgan and Peace dollars. And I've had people call and ask, I say, hey, buy the silver eagles. They're cheaper. Well, now the price has moved enough now where the Morgan and the Peace dollars haven't reacted yet. They react slower. Right? And, and you know, they're older. And so they, they don't move in lockstep with, with the spot price. So at least for today, you can buy the older Morgan and Peace dollars. And, and I'll, I'll just break it down. I got 1,000. These are what we call VG Plus Peace dollars. Okay, these are not the super ugly. These are not the the ugly. And these are the, they look like coins from the 1920s. And that, you know, they're, they're not worn flat. They're not bent and holy and all that other stuff. These are VG plus piece dollars. They're at $19.50 a piece. Right, spot silver's at eighteen oh two. That makes it up. If you want to buy them by the roll, I'll actually roll them for you. Right, they're three hundred and ninety dollars for the roll. And remember why they made the peace dollar, which is kind of you know interesting history. After World War One, right, they, they made pieces here, and from nineteen twenty two to nineteen thirty five, they minted the peace dollar. Of course, and then what happened? World War Two happened, and the peace dollar went away. On the Morgan dollars, okay, these are the older ones. I've got one thousand. What we uh, same as the peace dollars. These aren't the super uglies or the uglies. These are just VG plus type Morgan dollars. I've got one thousand nineteen twenty one. Those are at twenty one dollars and fifty cents, or four hundred and thirty dollars for the roll, and that is. Uh, a Morgan dollar, the same price as a roll of Silver Eagles, and that doesn't happen very often. Now, those are 21s only. If you want pre-21s, and this will kind of go more to my point of where these Morgan dollars are at, pre-1921 Morgan dollars, it's $27.25, or $545 a roll, and I've got a 1000 of those. And again, those are the same condition. So I've got a 1000 piece dollars, right, VG pluses. They're $390 to the roll, or $19.50 a piece. So that's well below, that's about $40 less than a roll of Silver Eagle. I've got 1921 Morgan, right? Those are at 
dollars a roll. I've got a thousand of those. And then the, well, and I'm telling you, the, the pre-21 Morgans, they're just getting harder and harder to get now. If you want pre-21 Morgan dollars, 545 a roll at 800 951 Something unusual and different here on a Friday. Let's all pray for Florida, and let's hope for the best outcome, and we'll be back next week.